was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hello. On today's episode, we're talking with Caitlin and Charlotte from the Sky Talkers podcast. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. And welcome, Caitlin and Charlotte. Hi. Hi there. We're so glad to have you on. Um, we learned of your show from the wonderful Tom from Delray. And, oh, great. And, uh, so, yeah, we're, we've uh, listened to some of your episodes and really enjoy them. So we wanted to have you on and talk about Star Wars as we do. <laughs> great. We're <laughs> so we happy do. to be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, before we get into the meat of the show we always ask our guests the same question uh and how did you become a star wars fan and uh caitlin we'll start with you okay perfect uh well charlotte actually made me a star wars fan oh okay Um, yeah (laughs) maybe we should start Uh, with charlotte then yeah we probably should okay charlotte you go first (laughs) okay well my family had been showing me the original movies when i was younger But I really got into Star Wars when I saw Revenge of the Sith in 2005. And ever since then, I've been, like, trying to get more people into it. You know, I've been, like, fully obsessed with it. And I was so into the fact that there was such a big world to discover and be a part of. Um, So Caitlin and I became friends shortly after. And that's when I got her into it. (laughs) I forced it upon her. Cool. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So were you guys, like, friends locally then? Yes, we went to middle school and elementary school and high school together. That makes me jealous because I didn't have any Star Wars friends when I was <laughs> in school. I only had Caitlin. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Charlotte and I went to elementary school together, but we really didn't become friends until uh, sixth, seventh grade. Um, and we were in a lot of our classes together in seventh grade. And that was around 2006, so oh, right God. after Revenge of the Sith came out. And I just remember like some of my earliest memories of Charlotte are her just sitting behind me going through magazines that had like Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman and like the premiere pictures in them and talking about how awesome it was. Um, And so as we became friends and I was kind of tired hearing about Star Wars when I had no idea what it was, (laughs) um, we made a deal that I would watch Star Wars with her and she would watch Sailor Moon with me, which was my favorite thing at the time. Um, but Charlotte never really picked up on Sailor Moon like I did Star Wars. <laughs> um, but that kind of began our, at least my fandom. And then um, I think just because we've been able to feed off of each other with Star Wars for the past 10 years now, um, it's just grown and grown over the years. So that's, yeah, that's how we became Star Wars fans or how I became a Star Wars fan. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm jealous because when I was... Growing up, I didn't have really anyone around me that really was in, super into Star Wars, and it, I had to go to the internet for all those people. 
that's so that's what's so great about the internet now is that you yes. find like a huge community of people and when even when we were in middle school like I didn't find any sort of thing like that I thought that we were like the only people who were into it as much yeah. as we were mm-hmm. into it well and yeah. plus if you guys were if you really became fans around Revenge of the Sith then after that it kind of like got really quiet yeah, um, that's the thing. It, it was did. like we were really like getting into old stuff and like we would talk about like the meaning of things, <laughs> you know, as 13 year olds do. Yeah. But then Clone Wars came out and it was kind of like a revitalization. So, you know, that that's what kept feeding our fandom. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte lived in London for a couple of years in high school. And so the first time I went and visited her, actually, we went to the Star Wars Museum. They were doing this big exhibition in London. Um, and I think we spent an entire like day and a half there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was like the biggest thing that had happened um, when we were like 14 years old. And it was so crazy to think that people were still talking about Star Wars for us. <laughs> That's so cool. So um, you guys just started your podcast and what prompted you to want to start one? And I guess also, you know, that uh, related to that is what has been your involvement in fandom or is this really your first kind of foray into larger fandom as a whole? Um, okay, so we had really wanted to ta- uh, start a podcast because Caitlin and I constantly talk about Star Wars like in each other's voicemails and together. <laughs> so we kind of wanted to like bring it home, you know, to a location. <laughs> um, and we had been to a, the Celebration 5 in 2010 and we had gone to Star Wars weekends and we love the fan conversation. But honestly, it wasn't until we heard you guys talk at Dragon Con that we were like, oh, my God, we can be a part of this. I'm not even kidding. Like, this is a really big part of it. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's very true. um, I'm not sure if I'm ready for the responsibility of corrupting (laughs) people like this. Well, the last Dragon Con, so Charlotte and I are from Atlanta, and for some strange reason, last year was the first time we had been to Dragon Con. Um, so that was kind of crazy in and of itself that we had yeah. never been before. Um, but yeah, was going that 2016 of, or 2015? Yep. Oh, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we hate ourselves too for never going <laughs> to that. Um, but yeah, going to all of the panels and that you guys had set up and that other people were a part of, and we we're like, wow, there, there actually is a really big podcasting community. And, uh, I like what those people are saying, and I'd like to be a part of that conversation, too. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's. I mean, that makes me feel good because, like, I want <laughs> everyone to think they can podcast. Because, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, when Brian and I started doing the podcast, Brian was like, hey, want to do a podcast? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, don't you want to do a podcast? And I was like, no. And then finally, <laughs> he wore me down. And now we're married. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had um, we had kind of Charlotte really had tossed the idea around for a couple of months before then, and I don't. It was just like something we kind of talked about randomly, but it really wasn't until Dragon Con that we were like, "Oh yeah, we could do this. We could do this, and we should do this, and it'll be a lot of fun." Um, and we we so. made it our January 2016 goal. I mean, 2017. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, this so thank you guys. <laughs> you're you're welcome. And uh it's this is a really good time to be podcasting and blogging because when we started, we we did, you know, a few months of shows and it was all new, so we had a lot of stuff to talk about. And then we were like, 
what are we going to talk about from now on? There's like nothing really to talk about. And then October 30th, 2012 happened. And we were Uh like, oh, that's what we're going to talk about forever. (laughs) The best day ever. It It was. Yes, it was. As a Star Wars fan, it's like that moment when you're like, do you remember where you were when they found out that there were going to be star- more Star Wars movies? I was in and a Taco like- Bell in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my dorm room um, <laughs> and I immediately called Charlotte and kind of hyperventilated over the phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was at work and started seeing all the tweets and freaked out and texted Brian and I was like, oh my God, go on Twitter right now. And then um, – <laughs> hyperventilated more did an emergency podcast and then uh (laughs) then i started to think about all the logistical stuff like what was the movies gonna be about who is gonna be in it were all the original cast gonna be in it yes and yeah and then it was it was a really really long two years until they finally released that cast photo and oh yeah oh my god yes I don't think I ever fully because I became a Star Wars fan after they were all out and all out on DVD too. So I don't think I ever fully appreciated the anticipation between Star Wars movies oh, until like yeah. the two hours before The Force Awakens, like in the movie theater. <laughs> and I was like, this is awful. Like I might have a heart attack right here. Um, but now I feel glad that I kind of have that experience too of waiting and theorizing because I, I never did before then. Yeah, uh, Phantom Menace was really interesting. I that came out my senior year of high school, so uh, it was like I spent two years answering everyone's questions about Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> and then like finally going to see the movie. Like it, it was yeah because before then people had been like talking about making prequels, but n- they never really it mm-hmm. never happened, and then. I actually had a bet with my friend that they were never going to make them and then they did and she had to buy me popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, glad you're on the winning side of the bet. I yeah, me too. <laughs> it was like 1994 when I made that bet, so it was a long time coming. <laughs> um but yeah, it, I the build up to Vanna Menace was like crazy and I I bet it was I think it was actually worse for uh, Force well a uh, better for Force Awakens rather yeah <laughs> but yeah I think our we watched Fanboys by mm-hmm. Kyle Newman and that was really our only um, gauge of what 1999 was like as a Star Wars fan it was it was something <laughs> it was something <laughs> kids today not having to actually wait in lines <laughs> to see Star Wars oh you should talk you didn't really have to do that either so. Don't I'm the oldest one here. <laughs> I did I did an overnight for uh I did an overnight for Attack of the Clones. You did? Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like a thing to do. Okay. It was a good thing to do. Yeah. Good job. You did it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on and we've got a lot to discuss, so we'll get to it. Uh, but before we get too much further, a note from our sponsors, Tashi Station Radio is brought to you in part by you, our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. And we're also brought to you in part by Her Universe. Flaunt your world with Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, Transformers, Doctor Who, and other fandom-inspired wardrobe and jewelry. 
Click the link on our blog to purchase awesome geek gear and keep the lights running on the podcast. All right, Nancy, it's time for Fixer's Flash. Uh, so I finally finished Setaganda, which is the... I don't know what actual number book it is in the Verkosigan saga, but it's the fifth book I've read. Um, I liked it. It's not my favorite. I think I'd probably rate it fourth so far, uh, or third or fourth. Um, the set of Gandons are weird. <laughs> uh, it's really like super sci-fi, and uh, but I liked it. And um, the and the main character Miles, he's like. He gets better with every book as he gets older. Um, and then this book featured his cousin, Ivan Vorpatrol, who's just, they, they are just hilarious together because they are complete opposites. So I continue to recommend people read the Vorkosian saga. I am continuing on uh, thanks to Tor.com enabling my reading. <laughs> I also started up by honor betrayed which is the third book in the mage worlds trilogy we're finishing up that this month for the book club and i'm i just thanks mara i just finished chapter (laughs) i just finished uh part one and remembered that part one ends with a humongous uh mind criff to be family friendly uh and i i was like oh yeah i remember why i like this book so much now so I'm so glad to be reading them. And uh, finally, I am writing a fic that is all Bria's fault, and I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> she has been enabling a lot of fic lately, and um, I might be writing a fic with Theron and Sinjir, <laughs> because what has happened to me? <laughs> That is an interesting pairing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been doing, Brian. As for me, we had a friend in town, so we were uh, out and about uh, doing touristy things in the area. Hit up a couple new, uh, or one new, one familiar to us, uh, geeky uh, food and drink establishments yes uh went to jock Lindsay's uh hangar bar that is the indiana jones themed uh bar at uh, disney springs out on uh, the walt disney world resort and uh, we went to toothsome's which is a steampunk restaurant uh, at uh, universal uh, orlando it is awesome <laughs> it is so cool and uh it's really good food actually yeah the food so. was great and, drinks were also great chocolate yeah. The desserts look so good there. Oh, the desserts were so good. <laughs> we had the Brookies cookies and cream, which was cookies oh and cream, gosh. ice cream, cookies, and brownie cookie combination. It okay, was, wow. It, it was delicious. <laughs> that sounds like Caitlin's dream. It was, yeah, cookies are like my favorite food group. So <laughs> <laughs> these were really good. They were really soft and chewy and like very Aww. good. So, yeah, if you were coming to Star Wars Celebration and heading over to City Walk, we highly recommend Toothsums. I'm going to have to uh, amend that to my uh, first celebration post and add that on there. Yes, <laughs> you will. We uh, were just at Universal last year, too, so we should have we should have gone, Charlotte, for the cookies. <laughs> I, it I just, actually just it opened just opened, up. so... 
Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So we didn't miss it. Yeah, no. so no, uh, no no fear of missing out on that one. <laughs> okay, good. That makes me feel better because <laughs> that sounds really good, whatever, what you were describing. <laughs> uh, I've also been reading uh, Abaddon's Gate, uh, one of the books in the Expanse uh, series of novels by James S.A. Corey. I'm just getting through it to get to the next book because it's not as good as the previous ones. Oh, really? No, it's... Oh, bummer. It's really dull, and they introduced a bunch of characters I don't really like. Oh. Yeah. That's a bummer. They're just boring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Caitlin, what have you been up to? Uh, Well, I have been in the Star Wars world a little bit. Um, I am reading Carrie Fisher's Postcards from the Edge for the first time, actually. Um, So I was one of those people that bought it on Amazon after the news broke in December. Um, But I've been really loving it. It is it's Carrie Fisher and it's really special. And I can't believe that I haven't read it yet, actually. So I'm about two thirds of the way through and uh, it's it's really interesting. It it does. I feel like it explains a lot about how Carrie Fisher thought about Hollywood, uh, which is really cool. And it it makes perfect sense when you watch interviews and stuff, especially from like the eighties and nineties. Um, so I've been really loving that. I'm excited to watch the movie when I'm done with the book. Um, and I've also been, uh, this past weekend, I kind of freaked out about Clone Wars leaving Netflix <laughs> and proceeded to watch like all my favorite Ahsoka episodes. Um, but then Clone Wars didn't leave Netflix. So <laughs> it's all okay. And I can come back. <laughs> um, but I was rewatching a lot of season two, uh, specifically with uh, the Geonosis landing at Point Rain arc. And I forgot how much I loved that arc. Uh, and how good it was, and the awesome Anakin and Ahsoka moments in that specific arc. So it was really fun. <laughs> awesome. And Charlotte, what about you? Um, I have been trying to get through the George Lucas biography, George Lucas A Life by Brian J. Jones. Um, it's really long, but it is so good. And like, I- I've been wanting this biography for like my entire life, I feel like. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, Caitlin and I watched on the bonus features of the like the big saga um dis blu-ray disc set they have yeah. like a parodies compilation that's like 97 minutes and we it's like a bunch of like snl skits and like uh commercials and like jimmy robot fallon chicken. Yeah, yeah robot chicken it's exactly. so great I don't it, know. If and it's like, I don't know if I think I've ever watched that. I didn't even know it existed, huh. and then we saw it. We were like, "Wow, it's on the third <laughs> That's disc." That's what we're doing tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was hilarious. And we had hadn't seen a lot of the ones that were on there, so it was really funny. I recommend it. Yeah, it's really funny. Like, it has the Jimmy Fallon <laughs> skit from the uh, 2005 MTV Movie, Movie Awards. Awards. Oh. It's, it's like, <laughs> which. Again, like during that dark period, pretty much like right after Avenger the Sith came out, I swear Charlotte and I watched that skit on repeat for for like weeks. And More like then years, Caitlin. I know. I, I wasn't going to say years, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it was just like all these like robot chicken videos too that Charlotte and I had watched like way back when. And it was like, it was so funny to see them again and realize that we still knew all the words <laughs> to a lot of these games. <laughs> cool. 
Well, I suppose that brings us over to what's new on the blog, highlighting the things we've posted since we last got together. Uh, Nancy, what do we got? Well, we have posted another episode of the Throngcast, as per usual. Barreling uh, towards the end. We are winding to a close. I am both sad and relieved <laughs> about this. There's a lot of work that goes into it the Throngcast. It is! I have to read and then write notes, and yeah. But, um, so yeah, I'm... I'm really excited because we're getting to the part of The Last Command that I really like, a.k.a. all the Luke and Mara scenes. <laughs> um, and um, so I've also decided, because I don't have enough books to read before Celebration, that I wanted to read <laughs> Outbound Flight again, uh, because I read the Thrawn excerpt, which we will talk about later, uh, and then I was immediately like, oh, my God, I really want to eat Outbound Flight now. And then um, Bria, as mentioned before, is a terrible enabler and was like, you can do it. <laughs> so it's now on my schedule for the end of this uh, end of this month. And then I'm also like, do I have time to read all the other Thrawn stuff? And then realized, no, because it's another book, a novella and three short stories. <laughs> So, no, I can't do that. <laughs> but um, if you are interested in other Thrawn books to read, I will recommend Outbound Flight, Choices of One, and then three short stories are Mist Encounter, Command Decision, and Side Trip, and then the novella Crisis of, Fa Crisis of Faith. So, yeah, that's all the Thrawn you can get until April 11th. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've read Outbound Flight. It's so wow. good. It's <laughs> yeah, so good. it is good uh book uh we posted the book club episode eight with, about star pilot's grave which is book two of the mage world's uh saga and uh bria and i spent a lot of time trying to pronounce names this is very difficult uh there's another episode of western reaches and um we have a uh, Saf also posted a new teacups and one ups for a uh, night in the woods uh, video game that she's been playing. Uh, Bria has also been playing video games. She continues to hate sand on her Knights of the Old Republic replay and has visited the rhyming planets of Dantooine and Tatooine and uh, reviewed Star Wars 29. Matthew reviewed the Empire's End audiobook. And finally, Saf reviewed. Secret Cargo and Matthew reviewed through Imperial Eyes, the last two episodes of Rebels, which brings us to... Deekster, news from around <laughs> fandom, and we start with Star Wars Rebels, season four, uh, officially announced and coming this fall. So fandom was overreacting again? Uh, yes. <laughs> what? Yes. That never happens. Never. See yeah, also totally new concept. See also Netflix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a part of that. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. I know, I know. Unfortunately, stuff like this moves really slowly. Studio yeah. time is much slower than fan time. Mm -hmm. Um, so they have to they have to wait for Disney to get all of their marketing in place. Yeah, so make sure everything on the contracts are signed. Uh, so they've got a lot to do before they can say this is happening. Yeah, uh, I, I had no I had no worries about Rebels because I know they had talked about episodes being in production already. So 
yeah, I, I wasn't worried about season four, but um, I'm glad it's announced and uh, also announced that um, Dave Filoni and the mystery guests <laughs> will be at Celebration, uh, which makes me wonder if, who, who are the mystery guests going to be this time. I've got even odds on Diego Luna being one of them. No, for the for Rebels? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, 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 uh. So, Cassian is one of my favorite characters, and Dave Filoni is my favorite person. So, it would just be so many good things in one place. That's like, Caitlin's going to be on that stage. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to make anyone sad, but I have a feeling we're going to need a new fulcrum before long. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> there can but there's no way callus is surviving this season no 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 i really like callus but i think i like cassian just a little more so okay like if it has to happen it has to happen and if it's diego luna like okay yeah i well because brian and i have talked about this before what what they could do for season four like what could be the big surprise that they drop in the trailer that ev- freaks everyone out. Because for season two, it was Rex. And then it was, you know, the whole The Apprentice Lives with Vader and Ahsoka. So that was like the big drop. And then season three was Thrawn, which, you know, was I, I, I have a really hard time thinking they're ever going to be able to top that. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, having Cassian on the show would be really cool and... I don't know if uh, I don't know if they'd reveal that at celebration or if it would be something later that happens, but it's celebration a cool idea. would be a great time to announce that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't. I don't. Yeah, no, if they would. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just think it'd be I'd worth it <laughs> if they if you know if casting was going to be part of the main cast, like yeah. in a lot of episodes, not just like this one or two episode arc thing. Like if he was going to be in multiple episodes throughout the season, mm-hmm. then I think that would, that would make it more worth it. I think, yeah. especially if you're going to kill off Callus. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Vanessa Marshall is going to be on the panel because they announced her already for being there uh, at celebration. So I'm trying to figure out who else might from the cast might be there. Um, Freddie normally doesn't travel. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Tia has gone to stuff. Maybe Steve Bloom. Steve, I can definitely see going. He's going to be there. Sam Whitmer. (laughs) I don't know if Sam's going to be there, but I can see him being on the panel. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, He should be there. My long shot that I want is Lars Mikkelsen, (laughs) which is definitely not going to happen because he's got other stuff to do. But I would just like to sit there and listen to him be Thrawn for an hour. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) I really like throwing. You never you guys. know; it might be a good time yeah. for him to come. Yes. All things considered. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also wanted to just talk a little bit about Rebels as a whole because we haven't really talked about it at all this season. Um, we're gonna have uh, Tom on a few weeks after the season finale to go over uh, to recap the season. But uh, so far, like, what have your guys' impressions been for this season? Well, I've loved it. I love <laughs> Rebels. Um, I think it's, in general, I think it's really fun to see characters like Kanan, who were a part of the Jedi Order, but not kind of in our 
you know, like our, our big heroes, like Anakin mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan, like he was like a normal average Jedi. Um, so I think that's really fun to see his development. Um, I've loved Bendu. Um, I think Bendu is such a cool addition to the Force and really plays off the whole Mortis trilogy from the Clone Wars, kind of adds more depth to it. Um, but I've really loved the past two episodes, especially the one with Callus, even though I'm worried for him. Yeah. I really liked that episode. <laughs> Um, and Sabine's arc, I thought was so great. And to see more of Mandalore and how all of that mythology works around them was really cool. And of course I can't wait for Obi-Wan. Like that's what we're all leading up to. (laughs) I actually, um, Brian was supposed to have that episode in the review rotation. And because I gave him the wedge episode, I convinced him that I should get to review Twin Sons. <laughs> so Good call. Good thanks, call. Brian. It, it was a fair trade for me. <laughs> it was because you had Wedge, so I should get the Obi Wan stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And soon, I yes. Can't wait. Oh. I can't wait to see more of the Ezra and Maul relationship because I thought, I can't remember what episode it was. But where Ezra was hallucinating about Maul and was he, was he not hallucinating? I thought that was really cool and something really different for Star Wars. So I hope we get to see more of that, too. Yeah, I am hoping that this will put an end to Maul. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Honestly. At at some point, Maul's great, but at some point you have to end him. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's like, okay, he has bionic legs. All right. It's just such a gimme. (laughs) (laughs) It's just because Dave Filoni loves Sam Witwier. Yeah. I mean, he's great. I mean, I would, I definitely, he's liked, he's made me like the character. It's just, he was supposed to die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, also, I just love the, I, I would love if they kept to the, um, the old runes continuity where Owen Lars shoots Maul with a blaster (laughs) just because it would be ridiculous. Um, (laughs) I'm also really curious if they're going to show another character on Tatooine. And if so, I will be making loops around the house screaming. (laughs) Obi-Wan looks off into the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan looks off into the distance and says to Ezra, no, my place is here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll die. Seriously. Honestly, I feel like that might happen. I know. <laughs> I think you just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what happened? Were you in the yeah. episode, Brian? <laughs> and then the episode ends with Binary Sunset playing. Why are you like this? <laughs> this is emotional it manipulation. Be, yeah, it would be both amazing and heartbreaking and beautiful and tragic all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I am hoping and praying that uh, the season does not end with Thrawn dying. I, I don't think it will because I think it would be really dumb for them to bring him in and then kill him off after one season. Like they're using him because they can do whatever they want with him. And if he can be the villain through the rest of the series, then A plus. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, that they'd, I, I don't think they'd be they'd be dumb to not to kill him off now. I think yeah. that series mm. will end with him dying. Mm. Yeah. Or not. I don't no. know. But like, I think that's what like, unfortunately, I okay agree. <laughs> I, I don't know. I still see him getting put on a bus more than anything. Else. I would also like that. I would, I would like him being put on a bus. That would be, that would be very, 
that would be fitting with legends and then they could use him later but yeah i don't know um i i do think callus is dead i think price might be dead i think constantine is probably also dead i was constantine not already dead. yeah like he's just he's just incompetent he needs to constantine needs to go away and ray sloan needs to come on the show yes please <laughs> definitely um so speaking of thrawn we got an excerpt from the novel uh which made me also flail in my car uh when i was reading it because um so if you haven't read the excerpt and don't want to know about it we're going to talk about it for a while so skip ahead um so the excerpt is very zon if you have not read tim zon this is it's this is this is him down to a t and thrawn this is uh thrawn's first meeting with palpatine um which is very cool um and immediately it kind of eased a lot of concerns people had who knew about thrawn's backstory from before of whether they were going to keep it or not because in it oh voss park has found him and brought him to palpatine which is exactly what happened in legends yes so yes uh they they kept the whole backstory with voss park finding him in exile and bringing him to the empire um that is that is in the story misencounter if you can find that and read that um but new of this is the whole idea that thrawn knows that anakin is vader which i mean he probably kind of knew in legends because he's smart but i really love the idea that he knows about this um so so cool yeah i think that's so crazy the whole people knowing about anakin and vader i just i think that's insane like you could use it as leverage over him and yeah i if can't anyone would know really. <laughs> then it would be thrawn because he just you know can pick up any clue ever mm-hmm. it's true, it's true. <laughs> yeah he would study like um and or vader sand art or something <laughs> yeah oh my god he has he probably has like sand sculptures in his little back to room <laughs> oh my gosh i love that <laughs> but yeah i love that idea and i like i'm trying to think like who knows in canon and it's really not a lot of people it's like what palpatine obi-wan and yoda obviously uh i think tarkin knows bail uh, bail knows she's still alive. yeah ahsoka and bail <laughs> <laughs> ahsoka and bail know and i think that that's i don't even that know if i don't even know if owen and baru know um oh that's th- interesting they've never I've said always that wondered that. about that because it's a it's a very strange conversation at the beginning of a new hope and yeah. you could read it either way yeah when they say like that's what i'm afraid of like it could mean he's afraid of him becoming evil or he's afraid of him dying Mm -hmm. so yeah that it's always neat to think about who knows that i've Uh, always took it as evil like that somehow like obi-wan had a conversation with them at some point and they figured it out or something like that yeah but but maybe it's not specifically like he knows he is vader man in dark suit yeah you know yeah Mm mm-hmm this is why we need an Obi-Wan standalone movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. we can have Thank that you. conversation. That. 
<laughs> oh, and also with Thrawn, we're getting three covers of this book. Um, there's the regular version, which is the white background with the half face, the Barnes and Noble exclusive version, which has um, the post a poster in it of Thrawn looking very imposing. Uh, will also come with a, a black cover with the half face, and then there's a special celebration version with which has a full view of his face, and the back is the poster that will be in the Bards and Noble version. So I'll be getting the celebration one definitely. Uh, I might be getting all three of them because I'm a nerd. <laughs> You're a sucker for that. Well. I mean, it's the Thrawn book, so yes. <laughs> um, and then in sad news, finally, uh, there was an email that went out, a celebration update email that went out, and uh, very at the bottom of it, they said, next celebration coming in 2019. So there will be no celebration in 2018. Um, it's sad. Um, so sad. Yeah, there, that yeah. was... I think that would have been that would have been a, an international celebration, probably. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to why they're not doing it. Um, and then it made me feel really sad for the Han Solo movie <laughs> because it's not going to get a big panel. Like there's like because Celebration 2015 was uh, Force Awakens. The next mm -hmm. one was for All About Rogue One. This one's all about Last Jedi. And then by the time Celebration 2019 comes out, Han Solo will be out. So <laughs> it's kind of sad. Yeah, I you, feel bad for them. You really got to wonder what they're thinking behind that is because there's obviously a good reason yeah. in Disney's perspective why there's not a celebration. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if they're playing if something, something else or what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it makes me think, what con should we go to in 2018 instead? Well, there's always Dragon Con. Well, we're going to go to <laughs> Dragon Con anyway. We're not going this year, but we'll go again next year. Yeah, maybe we'll finally hit up Emerald City. Yeah, if we can. I'm hoping we can't, but... Or maybe New York Comic Con, finally. Hey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We've been wanting to go to a Comic Con for a while, but we have yet to actually get tickets for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a sad, it's a sore subject with us. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to go to New York Comic Con, but it's always a terrible time for me to go to for, at work. But one day, one day I'll make it work. Yeah. One day. I'm going to guess. Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> could be. I'm going to guess 2019 is going to be in Anaheim. Yeah. Um, and I think the plan is going to be probably, they're probably locked into every two years, it's going to be a domestic celebration. And unfortunately, the international celebrations will probably become infrequent again, like they used to be. That's sad. Mm -hmm. But I, I understand they don't want it to be too, uh, they don't want it to, to lose its luster. But yeah, you don't want too much of a good thing. Yeah. So, uh, shall we move on to Big's Bullshit, Star we Wars Film News? We should move on to Big's Bullshit, Star Wars Film News. We start with Michael Kenneth Williams joining the young Han Solo film. Yay! Yay. More news. Yes. <laughs> I'm still not super excited about this movie, but I like the cast. Me too. Feel the same way. <laughs> I fluctuate every day. Like, <laughs> today I was like, uh, not so sure I'm excited about it. But when I first saw that cast photo, I was like, okay, yes. 
I'm ready for this. Yeah. But... I'm going to be in the first in line. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's I, until we see them as Han Solo and then as Lando together, like in some sort of scene, I don't know if I'm going to be super on board with it until yeah. then. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's it's probably going to be like I, it was very similar to Rogue One. Like I wasn't really excited about Rogue One until the first trailer and then I was mm-hmm. super excited about it. So, it's probably going to be the same thing. Um so uh Michael Kenneth Williams is has been in The Wire and Boardwalk Empire, which are two shows that were, you know, pretty critically acclaimed. I haven't seen either of them, but um I've heard good things about The Wire, so I might check that out and um also nice because it, he's not a white guy so thank yay diversity because <laughs> yeah they need to do that <laughs> the uh, hot solo movie is a good place for that too yeah i mean yeah why not um and finally they show uh yesterday there was a shareholders call uh, for Disney and they, they have these I think quarterly and usually there's not a lot of information that comes out of it it's usually just you know stuff they want to hear about movies being on track and what's coming up and uh, <laughs> one year we did get the Rogue One uh, name though so I was you know paying attention to see if anything came out and lo and behold they said oh where well, they're going to show footage from The Last Jedi and then it was just like the continuation of uh, the last scene, which was kind of like a joke. But then they actually showed actual footage. <laughs> so I'm sitting there looking on Twitter, loading Twitter, like, please tell me what 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 happened? Is was Luke in it? I just want to know. Tell me what has Luke been doing? <laughs> so um, yeah. So um, there were some tweets about it, and fandom kind of imploded <laughs> and this is where we're, we're gonna talk about why you shouldn't jump to conclusions about things you read secondhand via tweets because <laughs> there was a tweet about like from someone who was there and they were discussing what they had seen and one of the th- things was a shot of luke asking ray who are you so Okay, by the way, if you don't want to know anything about this footage, stop listening to the podcast. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he um, hurt him asking her, who are you? And everyone immediately was like, oh, that's Luke's first line in the movie. And that means that Ray can't be his daughter because why would he ask her that? Which, by the way, that doesn't mean he can't ask her that because, <laughs> hi, Darth Vader didn't know Luke was his son. But that's a different story. That's a different argument. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, um, it that isn't necessarily what he says for the first time. And we don't know that because there was really no other context to the tweets. Um, so yeah, I was I was getting annoyed with everyone yesterday and biting my tongue <laughs> like I do. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to wait like a day or so or a couple hours to for someone to like summarize everything that actually happened mm-hmm. and you can like nicely put it into words without being rushed like in the moment, you know? You kind of got to let things settle before you can make assumptions. 
Right. That and, guy's tweets is the perfect example. Yeah. I was like, I, I was just like you. I was like totally glued to that guy's Twitter feed. I was uh-huh. like, who is this guy? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but now that we read like the full description and everything, I, I don't see how it could possibly be the first line when it's like an interior yeah. shot. Yeah. Because the apparently it opens like right where it leaves off, which yeah. is not interior. So we'll see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's go down the 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 breakdown. So slash film um a reader sent in a report from the shareholders meeting with a bullet point by bullet point description of what was in the little sizzle reel. And like you said, there was it started with Luke taking the lightsaber, basically finishing up that that scene. Um so uh, and then, then, then there was more. So, like you said, there was an interior interior shot of Luke Skywalker saying, "Who are you?" So, and they said it looks like in a cave or maybe the hut that was in the island. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it's obviously not right at the beginning of the movie because you know we we've seen that with the you know getting the lightsaber, and then. Also, it makes me wonder, did he really ask that to Ray or to someone else? Like, because Ugh. yeah, they can edit things to make it seem like something else in trailers. That's what they and do. And they would. Or sometimes. And they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes the line doesn't get used at all. Yeah. Where uh-huh. have we seen that before? <laughs> or whole shots are, are, are filmed just for trailers. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'm more interested in, like, A, who he's talking to. And if he is saying it to Ray, like, it has a lot of meaning. Like, could he be saying, like, who are you as in, like, where did you come from? Or who are you as in what do you want to be? Um, you know, if, you know, Luke's a Jedi Master and Jedi Masters can get kind of, you know, crazy with their meanings and, like, uh, philosophy so mm-hmm. <laughs> especially in isolation if he's yes. been on that island the whole time <laughs> he just needs a hug <laughs> <laughs> I think more than anything I'm just I just can't believe that Luke is going to speak and like be a part of the movie I know <laughs> uh, right <laughs> have, like I think that's what I keep focusing on is like oh my god he said something I know like, he uses vocal cords I'm not even paying attention to really what it is Kaylin, we need to meet up at Celebration after they show the teaser so we can flail about Luke. Because yep. hopefully yep. they be will show Luke in the trailer. Yeah, I think I texted Charlotte. I was like, not only do we see him in the teaser trailer, but like he's going to be in the movie, like actually yeah. in the movie. Promoting it and stuff. Like, yes. wow. So exciting. <laughs> so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. So we'll move on because I can go on this forever. <laughs> uh, we, they said they see uh, Poe Dameron in his X-Wing yelling, it's now or never as it cuts back to BB-8, which yay, Poe Dameron. <laughs> Brian, would, like to, would you like to add about Poe Dameron? What, other than he's very pretty? <laughs> You're the one who likes X-Wings. I do like X-Wings, and I like Poe Dameron. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Wrong people don't... <laughs> people it. who don't appreciate art don't appreciate <laughs> Poe Dameron. Yes. 
<laughs> Very true. I'm excited to see what Poe, how Poe is going to fit in with like Ray and yeah, with Finn. Me too. too. Like if they're going to become our new trio, mm-hmm. because they didn't really set it up like that in The Force Awakens. Right. Um, I mean, Ray and Poe never even talked to each other, I don't think. So I'm interested to see if they are going to have that that trio dynamic. Me too. And also, like, it would be nice. It's It'll be nice to see him with BB-8 for the whole movie. You know, mm-hmm. after being yep. separated. Aw. We're sad. <laughs> I know. Uh, the next one is fighters flying through a lineup of the Resistance fleet had a feel similar to Rogue One over Scarif, which... i am really pumped about this like seeing more of the fleet and not just like 12 x wings going to star killer base yes like a pro like i'm hoping to not see a star killer base yeah (laughs) yeah i think they're done i think they're done with that i i'm well i have theories based i and i think they're more than theories like because i don't really i don't i try not to follow rumors and stuff but I'm pretty sure that the name dropping of the Eclipse in the Aftermath trilogy was not coincidental. And I, I think we might be seeing it in Episode 8, which would be awesome. Uh, the Eclipse if, is one of the Empire Superstar Destroyers that went missing. So Ooh. That, would oh, be, yeah. that would be super cool. Um, and also, like, I... It's, I loved the space battle in rogue one so i it, i really like hope to see another one in the force awakens uh chewbacca roaring yay chewie's there <laughs> uh, <laughs> captain phasma so she has gotten out of the trash compactor and hopefully uh has more to do in this movie <laughs> Yes. The real question well, is if she like climbed out or if she like had to call someone <laughs> to come get her. Like, did they drop a ladder down? Like, how did that work? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I hope they have more to do- give her, and I. I think they will. Like, I think they saw how much people liked Phasma, um, even before the movie came out, and you know, Gwendolyn Christie is so exuberant, so mm-hmm. they should She's use awesome. her everywhere. Um, this is um. This is the uh, bullet point that um, I was really uh, interested in. Uh, well, and I also told our our friend Bria, uh, First Order lover Bria, to read this. Uh, Finn dressed as a First Order officer on the bridge of a First Order ship. Actress Kelly Marie Tran was standing to Finn's left, also dressed in a First Order uniform. And that's really exciting to me because I've been wanting to know who she's playing for a while and i know she i knew she had some something to do with finn because john boyega was talking about her a lot Mm -hmm. and how good she was um so i'm wondering is she also part of the resistance or is she someone he met when he was going undercover oh that's so interesting i haven't even considered that I thought no, she would same. just be part of the resistance and yeah. like they were going to be set on a mission together. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I had in my head, but I like your idea way better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like both. I just, I mean, I like the idea of having another you know, prominent female character and whatever she's oh, yeah, doing, I'll be fine with. But yeah, I like the, especially because like, you know, we, we got Captain Phasma and we've got, we got a few um, female officers and first, first order crewers that, actually spoke in the force awakens which is Mm -hmm. great but like seeing an actual like off like 
first order officer would who was a woman would be really cool um so yeah that would be really cool i hadn't even considered i think i just automatically assumed there's like yeah she's gonna be a good guy Mm -hmm. um but i hadn't even considered that and that would be really interesting yeah Uh, it'd be fun to see her interaction with finn yeah especially you know as finn is a traitor he is a traitor (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry no he's a traitor (laughs) (laughs) when i first read this it reminded me so much of rogue one Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah basic setup of it so that had me really curious as far as reshoots with rogue one like maybe they had to cut some things so it wasn't as similar to what they were going to be doing in the last jedi or maybe it was just a coincidence i don't know mm. but it reminded me a lot of uh Cassian and uh Jin in rogue one yeah um we see uh, several shots of ray igniting and spinning luke's lightsaber with ah yeah <laughs> So (laughs) I'm going to nitpick this, though. Luke's lightsaber. Do they mean the blue one one or the green one? Because the blue one is not Luke's anymore. It is Ray's lightsaber. And you should start calling it that. It's not Luke's anymore. And if it is Luke's Luke's lightsaber, as in the green one, kill me now. <laughs> because that is Luke's lightsaber. Yes. And he needs to keep it with him at all times. That is that is like how I want the trailer to end at celebration is a shot of him igniting <sighs> his lightsaber because people will die. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That will be the I, Chewie We're Home moment. Yes. And it will be it better. Will. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't talk to you about this, Nancy, because it just gets me so excited. Oh no, I and think you can. Like you're serious about how this could go. And if it doesn't happen like that, I'm gonna be really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um Ray's hand in slow motion with all five fingertips touching the ground and pebbles and dirt hovering around her hand. I'm going to lose it when I see that shot in the trailer. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. Yay. Um, no, no, I'll lose this one. Leia turning to the camera with a hologram of the fleet behind her. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we're all going to lose it. I'm, I, I have a feeling that Episode, seeing episode eight for the first time is pretty much just going to be me sobbing uncontrollably. Um, and then it, I'm not even probably going to enjoy the movie because um, <laughs> I'm going to have to numb myself to, you know, all the Carrie feelings and then actually mm-hmm. see the movie the next day and not lose it. I think pretty much sure. everyone will have the same reactions, especially if, oh yeah, especially if they have a Luke and Leia reunion scene. Oh my gosh. Stop it. I'm able to handle it. It better happen. I'm just like, I really, really hope that happens. I will be really mad. It would be really sad if it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, But I think that's what everyone is going to be talking about the first couple days after Last Jedi comes out is what happened with Leia in the film. Um, And then I think after that, we'll get people actually talking about everything else that happened too yeah i um i yeah i've i've really tried to not theorize too much about leia's role mm-hmm. in the future of the saga um and like what they they can do with the character uh and then i think once we see the last jedi it'll become a lot more clear what what they'll end up doing 
Uh, we also see an X-Wing flying into a hangar, possibly the Resistance's, since it looked like another X-Wing was parked there, with the nose of the X-Wing flaring and popping upwards as the X-Wing braked quickly in the air. I am looking forward to the Starfighter stuff <laughs> so much. <laughs> so, so much. I know. I want more of it. Um, and more of the pilots. Yeah. Um, there was also a wide shot of the island with Ray out on the point of a ridge, practicing with her lightsaber as Luke is farther up the ridge, looking down towards her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the feels. The feels. Uh, this is when you gotta wonder what that that music is gonna be like for oh their God. whole if they're doing like a training montage. Ugh. That's what I keep thinking about, too. <laughs> What's the music from Rocky? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they're, just, fly now? they're just going to play some Journey in the background. Yeah. Just some or like Journey. Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like all the training stuff is just going to kill me. Like to see like Luke take that role. And like I have so many feelings about like their relationship and, you know, whether or not they're related which i hope they are but um <laughs> i want i want it to at least be like a found family type situation like he's he's gonna be like her father figure no matter what because now we'll play george michael <laughs> <laughs> yes or no what's what's the other song uh mike and the mechanics living yes years. yes that one <laughs> that one uh that one um but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the relationship that they have. And like, I've also been thinking a lot about um, Luke's relationship with Kylo. Um, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And like how that inevitable confrontation is going to go because like, you know, Luke is obviously super close to him as his nephew, but he's also got the master apprentice relationship there too. And it's Luke, you know, Luke feels guilty about everything that happened. So I'm, I'm just really, and now with Han's death, it's going to be even more. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Too, it's also like too. an Obi-Wan Anakin relationship yeah. too, in the sense that uh, Luke's been in this isolation for who knows how long kind of feeling guilty about this, just like, just like Obi-Wan did. So Lots of sadness. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also looking forward to seeing what exactly um, Luke Luke's goal was in this because I am of the opinion that he didn't just run away because stuff went bad. Like they Han says in the movie, he went looking for the first Jedi Temple. Um, so I want to know why. Like, what did he think he would find there, and what did he find there? If he found, did he find anything there? Like, what is he going to learn about, like, how to defeat the First Order and how to defeat Snoke? And people say, people have said that it's going to get weird yeah. in the Last Jedi, <laughs> and I'm I'm ready for it to get weird. I want to get, I want it to get spiritual. I want it to like really get super deep and like mythology i hope it happens yeah <laughs> and we find out all these things about luke and what he's been doing yeah i i i hope it is very much reminiscent of um the of empire strikes back as far as like that sort of force spirituality um me too 
I I think that was one of the things I missed in the prequels was it was very the force seemed very clinical to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and like the the luminous being speech in Empire is like probably one of my favorite thing from the entire saga. So and like that for me, that's what the force is right there. Um so I, I'm hoping there's some more things similar to that in The Last Jedi. I think there will be, especially since Yoda was Luke's teacher, yeah. and I, that's probably what he's working off of. So <sighs> it's going to come full they... circle. It's going to be wow. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think they will bring in a lot of that deeper mythology too, because they've touched on it a lot in Clone Wars and Rebels as well. Yeah, so it makes sense that they would pull it into the sequel trilogy too. Yeah, and I'm also interested to see like what if what information Luke has found like from all of his travels at the be after return of the Jedi and um, if they'll even mention anything like that, or if that's something that the books will just be exploring. So, Mm -hmm. and now that we'll see Luke and what he's been up to, then it just opens up a whole bunch of doors about more content with Luke in it. Yep. (laughs) That's what I'm really looking forward to. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. (laughs) Like I, I need the book that takes place at the same time bloodline does with Luke and, and Ben. Like I need that in my life. Yes. Or like even, even even like a whole big comic series. I'm like all about that. That would Mm -hmm. be so good. (laughs) Yes. Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy (laughs) of death. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I honestly bet we will get that, like that form of book that takes place with Luke and oh, Kylo together. Oh, we have together. to. We have to. It would be crazy if they didn't. Yeah, it, it, it they, we have to get it, like because that, that that's what people want to know. Either it's going to be a book or a comic or some media. They they have to tell that story of how that happened. Um, yeah, and I'm sure like the reason they haven't is because they're waiting for the movies to come out because they're. They're going to talk about Luke's going to talk about what happened and mm-hmm. then they'll they'll go off. So. The floodgates will open and mm-hmm. it'll be great. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. Inevitably, when that book is released, I will read it in one day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'll talk about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, those that is the breakdown of the last Jedi footage. Uh, yes, Brian, you look like you're going to say something. No, oh, <laughs> you had that ex- expectant look on your face. Um, so yeah, I am super excited. I hope we see some of this at celebration, um, and I hope we see a lot more of it at celebration <laughs> uh, because I need it. And I, I keep going back and forth on whether I want them to release this beforehand or whether I want the first. The first footage that we see to be at celebration, like with everyone, because that's I don't so much know, like, fun. What would I want? Like a really quick hit of footage, <laughs> <laughs> or like right now, and yeah. then get like a f- longer trailer or like a sizzle reel and like a small trailer. I don't know. I, I can't. I go back and forth too. I don't know what I. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I really loved going into the Force Awakens with what we did have. Which I didn't feel like was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there could have always been more, of course. But I liked how the trailers didn't really give anything away. And so as hard as that was leading up to The Force Awakens, I kind of hope they do something similar because it made the film that much more fun, I felt. Because I really had no idea what to expect. 
Yeah, I agree. It was it was definitely like wondering what the heck was going to happen, like and trying to piece the trailers together, you know, and then you're like, oh, OK, this is this part of the movie. Oh, OK, this is this part of the movie. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. um, and I, I like I, I liked I loved Rogue One, but I I I also, I almost think they showed too much in the trailers, although they really mm-hmm. did it because then a lot of the stuff that they showed wasn't actually in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what they do show us for The Last Jedi I needs to actually be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's probably my only stipulation. Especially at this if it point. involves Luke fighting with the lightsaber, then that definitely needs to be in the movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, that's all of our news for the week, and we've probably exhausted our discussion. <laughs> well, I mean, we could do Cammy's concerns, but we've hit our uh, we've hit our usual hour mark for the show yeah, already. We can keep going a little bit. So, well, because we talked a little about celebration, and you guys are definitely going to be at celebration, right? Yes, yeah, you're absolutely. so excited. Cool. And I guess like this is a dumb question after this discussion, but like. What are you most looking forward to? And I don't say the Last Jedi because everyone's most looking forward to the Last Jedi. <laughs> Other than that, what are you really looking forward to coming up in Star Wars? Um, I am looking forward to buying stuff and <laughs> <laughs> and meeting a bunch of people. Honestly, last time we didn't really know anybody, and now we've like made some internet friends and like friends through podcasting. It'll be great to see everybody. I think. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, too. That's what I was going to say. I'm excited to be talking about Star Wars on our podcast. Um, (laughs) But I'm also excited uh, to hopefully be hearing more about Ahsoka in the future. Um, And I mean, Luke, of course, too. Um, But yeah, I think as far as like actual Star Wars content, Ahsoka is probably what I'm hoping we find out more about soon. Uh, But yeah, I think going to Celebration and actually having people that we know outside of each other is going to be really fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Like the first few times I went to Celebrate or, well, the first Celebration I went to was Celebration 3 and I I went with internet friends. Um, I met up with them and you know, had we hung out together. Uh, the f- Celebration 5, I just went by myself because it was local. And then Celebration 6, I knew a lot more people. And then Celebration 7, a lot, a lot more people. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, I always have to go visit the Delray booth because they're awesome and they give away free stuff. So definitely go visit them. Um, and yeah. We definitely will. <laughs> yes. They're awesome. And say hi to Tom. We will. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. Brian, what are you looking forward to at Celebration? I'm not allowed to say The Last Jedi panel. <laughs> That's what I'm really looking forward to, though. Uh, I'm also looking to uh, hopefully hearing some literature releases. Uh, we've yes. only got one book on the calendar after Thrawn, so I'd really like to know what else is coming down the pipe. Yeah, I don't think... I feel like they have a spot for another book in, like, November or October. Like, yeah, they have a... Um, they have a uh, they have a fall release and i'm bet their december release will probably be the oh, yeah. solo novelization the no the last jedi novelization or, yeah sorry the last jedi <laughs> novelization um but uh, there's one there's probably one more book this year that yeah. has not been announced yet yeah because last year we had life debt came out in july and then catalyst came out in november mhm um 
And yeah, I'm also I'm looking forward to that too. And also, if we're gonna get the um, novelization, the uh, who's writing it? It's at Celebration Anaheim, we got uh, who was writing the Force Awakens novel. Yeah, uh, Alan, Alan Dean Foster, Foster was uh, announced for that at uh, at Celebration Anaheim. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, there's one probably one book slot that has not been announced yet. <laughs> yes, and I wonder if it's going to be related to the sequel trilogy. Or so. something different. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so too. I just don't even know what it could be. Like Catalyst, you know, there was was all the backstory for Rogue One, but they don't really need any background for Last Jedi. So, <laughs> although the crazy thing is, uh, if there is a book coming out this fall, uh-huh. they probably already have a first draft on it. Oh yeah, we and we have no idea what it is. No, yep, because that's that's how they roll. <laughs> that's Star Wars. <laughs> Everything will make sense in like a month. I know. So. I'm so excited. <laughs> everything will make sense, but then we'll also have like three billion new questions yes. we'll leave with. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. remember when like getting all this information about The Force Awakens at Celebration Anaheim and like finally learning stuff about it and getting all excited. And then like afterwards, we're like, but wait, what do they mean by resistance? <laughs> What's the first like- order? What? The- what? We don't know anything. Where's Luke? <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, everything will seem like it makes sense for about five minutes, yeah. and then it'll all start over again. The cycle will repeat itself. <laughs> I just remember at that panel, um, sitting there watching it, and them saying the name Jakku, and we're like, oh, "We know what the name of the planet is there." <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tatooine. No, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited, and it's going to be so much fun. Totally. Lots of waiting in line. Yes. <laughs> it's the one thing we're yeah. good at, oh, waiting in line. We should also um, promote, <laughs> rem- remind people that tickets for the Drowning in Moonlight Gala are still on sale. <laughs> That's right. Uh, tickets for the Drowning in Moonlight Gala are still on sale. You can go to drowninginmoonlight.com to get them. We have a lot of really cool things that we are this close to being able to announce. We're just waiting on final clearances to say it. Come about two weeks before celebration once the schedule comes out. We'll be able to announce a bunch of stuff. I I can at least say this. (laughs) If you are a fan of Star Wars literature, Mm -hmm. you very much want to come to the gala. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's That's all I can say right now. If you also, like Star Wars books, you want to be there. Yes, and we can say that because one of the auction prizes is uh, a autographed cop- hardcover copy of every single new canon book. Well, every single new canon adult novel. Yes, every uh, single Del Rey ha- book. We don't have uh, signed copies from uh, Disney Press, uh, but we yeah. do have uh, We have every adult let novel. Me, let me count. A New Dawn, mm-hmm. Tarkin, Heir to the Jedi, uh, Lords of the Sith, Dark Disciple, Aftermath, Life Debt, Empire's End, uh, Catalyst. Um, I do believe we have the TFA novelization. The TFA novelization, Rogue One novelization, um, and then uh, Thrawn. Yeah, uh, we will have a. Uh, did we say Empire's End? We also have that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, and also, also. Uh, Thrawn will be signed it in the collection that is going to be one of the items <laughs> yeah. up for bid the complete uh, hardcover collection of new canon adult novels each one signed by the author 
Yes. Thank you very much, Tom at Delray, for getting that put together and for all of the authors for uh, signing those books for us. This is is like a huge, like, huge thing. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm going to bid on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm really excited. We got our tickets a couple weeks ago, so we've been talking about it and looking forward to it. Yay. Yay. It's going to be fun. So much fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's going to wrap it up there for us. Uh, hey, where can we find you two uh, online? And go ahead and promote your thing here. So our Twitter is SkytalkersPod. And per- on my personal, it is C-R-E-R-R-I-T-Y at, uh, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's like a big mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and our podcast, you can find us on iTunes at Sky Talkers This Galactic Life, or we're also part of the Assembly of Geeks podcasting network, um, which you can also find them on Twitter too. Uh, and then my personal Twitter is Caitlin Plesher. So just my name. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, we absolutely. had a really great time talking with you guys. Yeah, it was so great. We Thank you, thank you so, so much for having us on. <laughs> yeah, it's been really fun. So, and I can't wait to talk about Luke in the future. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, definitely go check out their show at the links just mentioned. Uh, we've listened to a couple episodes. We really like it, and we think you will, too. Yes. Uh, so, Although we have to debate about um, Ray's parentage theories. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you had listened to that episode yet. <laughs> I don't think... Sh- Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> People, we can have it. different opinions. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just keep talking about it if I start. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll wrap it up there. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon sc- subscribers, and by her universe. Uh, if you like what you hear, head over to Tashi-Station.net. Uh, Subscribe to Patreon, buy something from her universe through our links on the blog. We get a little cut. Mm-hmm. Helps us keep the lights on and buy new gear when our old gear decides to melt down. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore station. That's the official show account. You can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we're the Tashi Station Network. Uh, we're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, do leave a review. It helps us grow the show. You can find our columns and news at Tashi station.net as well as all of our other podcasts thank you for listening to another episode we will catch you all next time bye podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Draft Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Power, power, power.